Hello and welcome to the Effective Living Podcast, a podcast for ideas, strategies, insights, and conversations, all focused on how to live a more effective and more prosperous life. Once again, I'm your host, Nathaniel Nunziante, and today's podcast is about something I think many of us understand, the difficulty of finishing what we start. More specifically, uh, today's podcast is actually about understanding the difference between the two attributes that are required to finish the things that we start, and these two attributes are motivation and discipline. Now, there have been many times in my life where I have excitedly started a new project or a new challenge. And, you know, the common ones are things like diet or exercise plans uh, or, or to be like more cerebral, right? You want to study more, read more. You want to practice an instrument, learn to do something. And all of these things always start with a lot of excitement and a lot of motivation. But given enough time, the motivation wanes. And you just don't feel like keeping things going. It gets harder, more monotonous, less exciting than it was at the start. And this is not something that's really to talk about for this podcast, but I think this principle is related to why so many relationships fail. Um, But more about that in a different episode. So why is it so hard to keep the momentum? Why is the building of a new habit or practice so much more challenging than getting started in the first place? There is a common misunderstanding of how building a new habit should feel, and that causes a lot of discouragement. And because the feeling of encouragement provides a lot of the motivation to get started initially, once that feeling is not there anymore, it becomes really hard to keep going. The misunderstanding is not about whether or not motivation is important. I think we all agree it's important. The misunderstanding is about the role that motivation is actually designed to play. And I think it's really being misused and misunderstood, and that's why it's not working for us. So let's just talk about what motivation actually is. By definition, Motivation is simply a desire or a willingness to do something. In other words, it's the reason we have to act, right? It's the why. So motivation is largely a starter. It sets us off on our path. Whether you call it inspiration or encouragement or whatever form it takes, when you are still, when you are not moving, motivation will get you moving. So it's a very important thing to have and plays a very crucial role. Now, for most people, motivation is impulse-based, meaning that the most common motivation we have for taking action is the fact we feel like taking action. This is the first problem, because impulses, by their very nature, are unreliable and inconsistent. You simply can't count on impulses, and yet many of us let what we feel like doing dictate what we do. Think about the New Year's resolution motivation for becoming the things that we never keep up with, right? They all start out so strong, so fervent, we're so motivated. But our impulsiveness, it loves variation, it loves new beginnings, it loves the shine that our new project or our new activity has. And therein lies its downfall. Impulses get bored really fast. Eventually, that new resolution or that plan or that diet or project is just not nearly as exciting anymore. It's not new anymore. And so the motivation to take action, which was founded in that excitement, inevitably dies as well. 
So if you're relying on motivation to keep you going for the long haul, you're in a lot of trouble. And this is where discipline comes in. Where motivation and impulsiveness is unreliable, discipline is reliable. Where motivation and impulsiveness is inconsistent, discipline is extremely consistent. Discipline also has a tremendous amount of longevity and resilience. It is designed for the marathon. It endures far longer than motivation can alone. So if you want to last on your journey, if you want to maintain and stay the course, you need to develop discipline and you need to develop it fast because it's going to be much harder to develop discipline once your motivation runs out. So you can't waste any time developing it. Motivation is very important at the start, but your focus really needs to be on discipline and building discipline as soon as possible. Now, by definition, discipline is simply the practice of obeying a code of behavior. You see, how you feel doesn't even play a role in what discipline is. Discipline is obedience to an established code. That established code doesn't consult your feelings. If you're disciplined to wake up at 5 a.m. and exercise for 15 minutes, you don't consult your feelings first. You wake up, you get up, you exercise. You obey that code of behavior you've established. You don't think about, well, how do I feel about waking up? How you feel has nothing to do with it. It's, now, this is not an easy thing to build, but it's also not a complex thing. It's really simple. And as a side note, I think that a lot of us are confusing difficulty with complexity. What I mean is doing the right thing, doing the discipline thing, the better thing, the positive thing. It's not complex. It's really simple. It's just difficult. It's hard to do. But again, discipline doesn't care how it feels. Discipline enables you to take action even when you don't feel like it. And this skill, this discipline needs to be developed, but it's next to impossible to develop it if you don't understand it. If you don't understand that motivation is not required for discipline, if you think you need to feel like doing something in order to do it, then you've failed even before you've begun. So how can we better understand discipline and motivation and then take steps to improve? Well, firstly, there's an analogy that really helped me to see clearly how these two elements work together. Imagine that your being, right, your, your mind, body, your soul, all of it together works like a gas-powered engine, right? Imagine you were a car and you set out to make the journey across country from New York to California. Well, when you first get in the car, it's still, it's quiet, it's dormant. There's no kinetic energy whatsoever. There's no way to move. So the first thing you have to do is start the engine, right? But how do you do that? You put the key in the ignition or you press the ignition button, right? Because modern day. But do you know what actually happens when you press that button, when you start the ignition? A spark of energy is generated to get the engine going. Now, it's a relatively small spark, but it's enough to ignite the engine and get the gasoline burning and get the pistons running or however an engine works. So once that engine is running... The spark is no longer necessary, right? Think about it. In a gas-powered engine, the spark comes from the car's battery, but once the spark ignites the engine, there is no need for the battery anymore, right? There was enough power in the battery to provide that first spark, but there wasn't nearly enough power in the battery to move the actual car. 
That you need the engine for. You need the power of burning that gasoline for. Well, motivation is like that first spark. There is enough energy in your motivation to get the engine going, to get it started. And without that first spark, without that motivation, the engine is cold and dormant, so you're not going anywhere. But motivation alone does not have enough energy to move the car. The battery can't drive the car. The battery doesn't get you to where you want to go. And that is, I think, the mistake we make a lot of the time. We expect the first spark that got us moving to be enough energy to carry us on the whole trip. But that's like expecting your car battery, which was designed only as a starter, which was designed only to generate that spark. That's like expecting that car battery to provide enough energy to drive you across the country. It's not only impossible, but it's illogical. Instead, what should happen is that the spark that gets us moving, that motivation, should hand off the burden of carrying us over to the engine, to our discipline. The engine can handle the long trip. The engine was designed to generate enough energy to keep us going. In fact, when gasoline is low, as long as we refill that engine, that discipline, as long as we refill that energy before it runs out, Right, As long as the engine was still technically running, as long as we are not still and motionless for too long and we keep that engine maintained, it can keep going and going. Now, of course, at some point, the engine may need a complete rest, right? The engine may get turned off. It may need maintenance. It may need new parts. It may need to be cleaned out. And if we turn off that engine... Once we're ready to start moving again, what do we need? We need that spark. We need that motivation to get us going again from stillness to moving, from stillness to motion. So you see, both are very important. The mistake would be to expect only one to be enough. They are both needed. Motivation and discipline together is how you finish what you start. It's how you stay the course and you last on your journey. So now, as always in this podcast, we're going to talk about a few practical ways to develop our discipline and finish the things that we start, okay? So step one, be very thoughtful and realistic about the journey before you start moving. You shouldn't try to build discipline to accomplish a goal if you haven't thought long and hard about what it's going to take. That would be like renting a gas-powered golf cart to take you on a cross-country trip, It's crazy. You want the engine that you're building to realistically be able to handle the journey you're going to set out on. And remember, motivation doesn't care about how hard it is at the start. Motivation doesn't even consider that. Motivation will get you excited about doing something that you cannot do. So you cannot rely on motivation alone. You need that discipline, but you also need to be clear and honest with yourself about how much discipline is needed for what you're trying to do, and then be realistic about whether or not you are willing and capable to build that level of discipline. Think about it. If the goal that you have is to be in better shape, right, to lose some excess fat and just be more healthy, well, that requires a lot less discipline than if you decide you want to be the United States next gold medalist in some Olympic sport. So be honest with yourself and consider the cost of the full journey before you get started. There's even a scripture in the Bible where Luke says, for which of you desiring to build a tower does not first sit down and count the cost and whether he has enough to complete it. 
You'll end up literally looking like a fool, not only to the world, but to yourself if you set out to do something, but you have not considered the cost and the discipline that's going to be necessary to do that and decided that you are willing and able to do that, right? So this is a very, very old and established principle, and it's the most important first step in starting anything new if you want to make it to the end. Start by being thoughtful and realistic about the journey. Then... Step two, acknowledge that your motivation will not last. However this works for you, you can journal this, talk to a friend about it, just meditate on it, but you need to be really clear with yourself very early about the fact that you are not going to feel as excited for this as you do right now. And it's not going to be very long before it wanes. So just by telling yourself this, you will be better prepared for when the feeling starts to fade and you'll prevent yourself from being blindsided by, oh my God, why am I just not feeling it anymore? Remember, the reason you may always fizzle out could simply be that you're expecting the feeling to last. And so when the feeling doesn't, you assume it means that, well, this is just not right for me. This is, this is just not the perfect path for me to take. This is a mistake, and you'll spend the rest of your life chasing something that is never going to happen, chasing this thing that you're going to do that's just going to make you feel motivated all the time. You will never find anything that makes you feel good and motivated 100% of the time, ever. It doesn't exist. So prepare your heart and mind now and acknowledge that while your motivation is important and you should use it to get going or to get reinvigorated when you stall, you should not rely on it being there 24-7 because it won't be. So acknowledge that. Then step three, focus on building the discipline one small step at a time. Now, I, I've spoken about this principle more in depth, uh, much more in depth in my first episode of the podcast about being more effective at whatever you set out to do. So check that episode out if you want a deeper dive here. But basically, the principle is that if you want to build any discipline, you need to start small. So don't ask yourself to you know suddenly do 10 new and challenging behaviors every day starting tomorrow. That would be like asking yourself to run 20 miles every morning when you've never run. It's insane and you're going to end up so discouraged by your performance that you won't last. Instead, start with something you know you can do today and make that step one of your discipline. Right? For me, I come back to this example every now and then, but I wanted to start building strength. So I started the discipline of exercising every morning. But I started by just doing five push-ups. That was it, right? I knew I could do more than that, but I just started with the five because I knew that no matter how I felt, I could do five. So it wasn't too challenging to maintain, right? Now, some mornings I didn't feel like doing anything, but I was still able to do those five. Over time, I added more push-ups incrementally, and now I can do sets of 50 push-ups at a time. And it's really not that challenging to show up and drop to the ground and do it because I built up showing up for that habit over time, right? So figure out what the smallest increments that you can break your new discipline into is, are, and then start there. Set yourself up for success by focus on building the discipline one small step at a time. And finally, step four, make some kind of plan that you check in with occasionally, right? Think about it. You're starting with increments, but you need to come up with a plan for how to build those increments over time. This doesn't have to be insanely specific, but you should have an overall idea of how you're going to get from where you are to where you want to be. Firstly, so you know that it's doable, but also so you can measure it. Day to day, you're only focusing on the discipline, right? You're just, you're just doing the behaviors you've set out to do. 
But the bigger picture is really important to have in check and make sure that occasionally you know you're heading in the right direction. And so you then can make any course corrections that you need to. An example of this could just be a calendar where you plan each week you're going to add two push-ups until you get to your goal of 100 push-ups, right? And if you do that every two weeks, if you start with two push-ups and add two every week, you'll be doing 100 by the end of the year. Or it could be a plan to read 10 minutes every day so that you can read at least you know, 10 new books by the end of the year because that's the number of minutes at the end of the year that would equal about 10 books. The point is not what it is. The point is to make some kind of realistic plan and then monitor it regularly so you can see your progress. This is not about being judgmental or seeing if you're a success or a failure. The plan may have to change. Life is unpredictable and that's fine. This is just about keeping an awareness of it so that you can see how far you've come and you always know that you're headed in the right direction. Okay? So think about it. Motivation will get you started when you need it. The plan will provide the course corrections when you need them. And the discipline is what's going to get you there. So to quickly recap, if you want to build discipline so that you can finish the things that you start, step one, be thoughtful and realistic about the journey before you get going, right? Count the cost, be honest with yourself, set yourself up for success by knowing that there is a pathway to the finish line before you even start running. Step two, acknowledge that your motivation is not going to last. Don't fool yourself into thinking that excitement is necessary. Expect that the feeling will go away and be ready for it so it doesn't derail your progress. Learn to love the discipline and the process as much as you are excited about getting started and nothing will stop you. Step three, build your discipline incrementally in small steps. Don't ask yourself for too much too fast. Start with the minimum needed so you can work your way up. If you ask yourself for more than you can carry too early, you will be discouraged and your engine will stall. Then you're going to need motivation to get started up and you don't want to have to rely on motivation too much because it's not reliable. So be smart and start small. And finally, step four, make a plan and monitor it occasionally. You want to be able to see how far you've come and make sure you're still on course for where you want to go. If the plan needs to change or adjustments are necessary, fine, change it, make the adjustments. The plan here is not to judge you. The plan exists to show you the way. Discipline is about showing up every day and moving. The plan will ensure you're always headed in the right direction. I hope you found this helpful. If you did, please subscribe to the Effective Living Podcast for an update when more episodes are released, which, by the way, is every Wednesday at 11 a.m. And if you could, please take a second to share it on social with your friends and family. It's available on all platforms. It's free. It's on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that. Um, Or you can just go directly to EffectiveLivingPodcast.com, and there you can see all the different ways that there are to listen and subscribe to the show. I really want these insights and conversations to help as many people as possible. So please do send it to someone today. Just pick somebody that you think might enjoy it, that you think it might help, and let them know to take a listen. Until next time, stay out of harm's way. I'm Nathaniel Nunziante, and this is the Effective Living Podcast. (music) 